kids if you have them um yeah what's up what is up y'all i'm so fucking tired <laughs> i am tired like i was thinking today like i don't know how my mother did like going to work all day and then coming home to be an actual human still and like raise smaller humans because um yeah i'm i'm pooped bro like all of this trying to be content and all this other fuck shit like bro fuck this you know what i'm saying like I often think about like how exhausted I am just as like a 29 year old woman who has no responsibility really to anybody um I can't imagine like a child wanting to like eat and survive after I get off work that's really crazy like asking for way too much and I'm gonna need my child to know how to cook like from jump like I need you to make your own bottles I don't care if you can hold your head up you need to find yourself something to fucking do because I'm not gonna be the one doing this like I'm having like real bad baby fever, but every time I think about the realities of it, I'm like, mm, or no, no also works. Um, cause yes. what the fuck is gonna do with a baby? Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Welcome back to Jokes on You Pod. Mute your um, slack. You said do what? Mute your slack. Fuck, you're right. Hold on. I hate the slack noise. I had to mute my computer the other day because like the the sound of slack gives me anxiety. Like, and I don't know who would be slacking me this late at night. Like, they don't have no goddamn sense. And I can't even click the button. Hold on. I'm getting so many notifications. I'm getting a low battery notification. I'm getting Slack notifications. I'm just all over the place ass bitch right now. Okay. So I got that done. Let me plug in the computer. Here we go. But um, thank you for catching that. We both traumatized by Slack. No, I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to it because these people are not about to drive me fucking crazy. And all they do is obsess about work because they don't do anything else. They don't get dick. They don't, they don't have families, apparently. All they do is sit in their corner and wait to zip up their human suit, come to work, come <laughs> over. Um, what was I finna say? Uh jokes of the week go ahead melanie what's your joke of the week i have two so if you want to do two then do two you know i just feel like humanity as a whole is just full of loser ass bitches and i just need everyone to get a fucking life you know what i'm saying like i'm just so tired nobody has a backbone everybody just wants like find someone's dick to suck and just like rise off to the sunset i'm tired of hating assholes i'm tired of Tory lane's fans i'm tired of Nicki minaj fans i'm tired of people want to be contrarian all the goddamn time i'm tired of people who just want to be all the phobics at once people in this goddamn swimmer y'all don't give a fuck about swimming y'all have never watched a single swim meet y'all don't even watch pride with terrence howard but you went over here preach to me about fucking swimming and who should be swimming and who not swimming and how unfair and, and biologically y'all did not pass the graduation test science portion i was in the cafeteria with y'all niggas y'all didn't fucking pass 
So why the fuck are you talking about bio- biology and biology? Blah, 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 blah. I can't even fucking talk. Y'all piss me off so bad. I'm so tired of y'all sharing that fucking trans swimmer on my Facebook timeline. Y'all don't care for real. Y'all just want to look for somebody to oppress us, the goddamn white man. And I'm so fucking tired of y'all hoes. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm tired of people. And, and see, the thing about that is, even if you are homophobic, transphobic, both of those are terrible things, and you're a loser, even still, you got a bill that need to be paid, you got some teeth that need brushing, you got some kids that need changing, you got hair up under your arms you could be getting rid of, you got work to do, a book to read, a shift to pick up, some shit that you could be doing besides being terrible. And so why are you being terrible? And if, if you're going to be terrible also, stand in that shit. I ain't transphobic, but fuck, this is a nigga. A nigga swimming, a nigga fish. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Stand Don't in that shit. Don't say nigga <laughs> fish. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Nigga fish. I'm just like, y'all don't, y'all ain't never give a fuck about women's rights, women's sports, swimming, trans. Y'all never give a fuck about none of this shit. And y'all are writing full. Some haters. Like, I'm watching the confirmation of Judge. Um, the way they're playing that lady face. I can't say her first name. I haven't tried, so I'll work on it. But the way that they're playing in her face, and somebody asked her, what judge would you model yourself off of? She's like, I don't have to model myself after a judge. I am a judge. Like, I don't model myself after anybody. They have asked her the dumbest shit. Who do you think shot Tupac, ma'am? With a straight face. Go but to you know, hell. And then I have to, as a black woman, I have to answer as calmly as possible. Or I'm going to be all over the fucking news for telling you to eat my ass, which is not appropriate, which I said something at work today that I shouldn't have. And I'm not going to repeat it on here just in case somebody's narky and listening to my podcast and going to run back and tell it later. But I said something at work that I shouldn't text have. Text it to me. I'm going to text it to you. Um, but yes, they playing in that poor lady's face. I would have been told them, uh, y'all need me. I don't need y'all. I'm going to be all right. I'm more qualified than everybody in this motherfucker. Everybody in that bitch who got breath, she more qualified than. The of, the that's, one of, that's one of my jokes of the week. So I got two jokes of the week, one serious, one not. Okay, so do your one. Then I'm going to do my second one, and then you do your second one. You want the serious one now or the not serious one? The serious. Maybe going to get lighter. I applied for this job, and I'm like, okay, this is close to the position I'm already doing, so I'm going to just apply for it. Let me tell you how the Lord will push you to not sell yourself short. Why do people hit me back saying, no, we think you'd be better for this more senior position? That's paying about 20% more than I'm making. Hmm. So I done short sticked and lowballed myself. And then people are like, no, no, looking at your experience, you'd probably be better in this regard. Won't God do it? Won't he show up for you? And here I am hating on myself. Here I am holding myself back. And for what? And for Nothing. What? Nothing. So uh, once I start making 20% more than I'm making, if you like got a problem with me or you don't like me or you hoping that at some point like I stop succeeding, you should really like go talk to somebody about that. You should seek God. You should go find some therapy. I hope you're in a relationship with a partner that supports you because it's about to be a really hard like rest of your <clears> life for you watching me succeed. You know what? I'm in that same. I have a um. Someone asked me like, "Oh, what's your rate?" I sat and had a meeting with my boyfriend and my mother in my kitchen. I said, "How much should I charge them?" They got the money, and I said the most absurd amount to myself, and I sent the email, and they're like, "Okay, great, we're gonna have to draft the paper." I said, "No, 
the price is going up, bitch, and all these different things. And you know, I've been in a very dark season. Like when this podcast started, I probably was in the lowest mental state that I've ever been in. And to be where I am now, God is so good. But God has given me everything I've ever prayed for in the in two months. And I'm like, can you please slow down, Jesus? Because I'm exhausted. I let me just hold on one prayer at a time, God. Is but baby, when you pray for it, you gotta be ready for it. Yep. You got to be ready for it. But um, yeah, like girl, you know that, that video, I'm getting money now. So sobbing. I'm getting money Crying. now. Um, Crying. my second joke of the week is stop asking fucking stupid questions on TikTok. And I know I ain't the best talking bitch in the world, but if I say the name of something, I show the name of it, and, I, and it's in print, and you can pause the goddamn video. Or if I'm went, stop asking me some stupid ass questions. I'm so tired of people. If I say, "Hey, I went to Circle K. Hey, where you went? I went to. I said I went to Circle K. It's Circle K. Or if I'm wearing something like you can't just get you can't and not and I'm not the dressingest bitch in the world. I ain't nobody's Cardi B. And if I wear a white t-shirt, why the fuck you ask me where I got my shirt from? Because it's probably, if it's not from Shein, where I get a lot of my clothes from now, it's probably from Ross and I got it in 2008. Stop asking me stupid questions about where I got shit from or a tutorial on how to part my hair on the side. Gen Z, y'all need to pick up a goddamn book or Google or something or take some context. Well, the, the children, you know, and I, I hate to say it, um, they're, they're, not, they're not quick. The, the the new children are not quick they, and i you know you can't call the baby slow no more you're not supposed to say that but uh they're not quick i don't know if they slow but they ain't fast and it's it they smarten up things they get it on other things and children are the future and some things these are the same babies that was eating tide pods so i gotta give them a little break here and there um they ain't got it all together that is fair um my second joke of the week first of all let me tell you how a, a, a new money bitch act so <laughs> i never went in in ulta and got everything i want at once in my whole fucking life i still <laughs> wanted to put it on afterpay because i got afterpay in store oh i, still I, I, I do it so smooth hold even know i'm after paying that shit yeah i pay for apple pay <laughs> i put that code <laughs> on them app bitch and it texts immediately I wanted to afterpay it in store, but I was like, we ain't got to do that no more. We ain't got to live like that no more. Child, I went in there and bawled to my little heart's content in the Ulta. I went and got me some fancy stuff. I got me one of, I got my mom a lip balm and then I got my, my myself one too. Tell me why I done bought the spicy bitch by accident. The heat one that's supposed to plump your lips. My lips been getting air fried all the live long day. I got it on right now because this was next to my bed and I don't, my lips, do look a little plump. I mean, we black girls, so that shit just gonna really just piss our lips off for like thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, and but it is it's spicy. I feel like I've been eating like elote. Like that's what my lips. I got are. it. <laughs> and I and I just should not have participated in that. And you know, Elta has that thing where you could just like take it back, and even if you use it a little bit. Like they'll take it back. But I'm like, let me stick with it. I ain't no bitch. You know, I'll be fine with the spicy lip gloss. I have not been fine. I've been sitting in meetings. People have been talking to me, sounding like Charlie Brown teacher, because all I can focus oh, on is my lips. No, I tried it yesterday, because I also got it. And I was like, oh, this is the spicy that um, Charlie was talking about. And my lips lit for 10 minutes. Like, first it's like, okay, this cute little lip gloss. And then your lips be like, da da da, mama say, mama say, mama say, mama say. I was like, oh, shit. 
Yeah. But that's I ain't buying that spicy shit no more. I tell you that. What's your second joke? Oh, that was my second joke. Oh, oh. My first joke was me lowballing myself. Yeah, baby. I'm sorry. I'm eating a chocolate chip cookie from Fresh to Order. Bet on yourself. I don't have no problem betting on myself. I think that in the work that I do, like I try to be like as prepared as possible for the next level. Oh no, no, like that was for me too. Mm. It like it don't matter what you do. Like honestly, because all they can do is tell you no. That's all I can do. Um. Sometimes it's a fuck no, but that'd be funny. <laughs> Let's get into it though. Yeah, let's get into it because the bitch like me is tired. I still gotta clean the kitchen. Very, um, very tired. Um, child. Anyway, so we got a letter. We're gonna get into that before we get into the topic. We're not about to spend 45 minutes on your letter, friend. We're gonna give you a couple bullet points and we're gonna move on. We begged for letters, now we're being ungrateful. <laughs> I'm not being ungrateful, but it's like we end up talking about the letter the whole episode. Now we got a six-hour episode because we done talked about the same letter. I tried to skim through this letter and make sure you didn't ask me to be anonymous. I didn't see nothing like that. So I um I ain't gonna say no names. I'm gonna do my best because apparently, like, that's a shortcoming of mine is that I be saying names. Um, here we go. Hey, y'all. I wanted to start off by saying I love the podcast. I'm so happy it's back and I adore you both. Oh, thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm feeling down, this podcast always is able to leave me in happy tears. So, on to my dilemma. I've been dating my current boyfriend for a little over nine years small town high school sweethearts that continued to date long distance throughout college. So after we graduated from college, I decided we should move in together because at this point I'm like, I was like, I'm 22, now 24 and nine years is a big ass portion of my life. I've also believed that I have to live with someone before I marry them. Fair. Well, it's been close to two years and though I love him, I don't see him being my end all be all. I know everyone has their quirks, me included, but after living together, I've noticed that we may be less compatible than I thought. For one, he is extremely stuck on his parents and very sheltered. He's refused to move out of state, which is my end goal, because he wants to stay near them. That part confused me, friend. I don't know what that means. When we first moved in together, he would go home nearly every weekend. I, on the other hand, am very independent and have a very rocky slash tense relationship with my mom because of things she's done in the past. Also, it seems like over the years, he's stopped romancing me. For example, if I don't plan the date eight times out of 10, it won't happen. And don't even get me started on this man's lackluster sex game. I'm going to get into that part. So hold on. At times, I feel that I've stayed this long because I've devoted such a big portion of my early adulthood to this relationship. Recently, I found myself attracted to my coworker. I know you're not supposed to shit where you sleep, shit where you eat, but okay. But he is so fine, and we've been really feeling each other. I'm very torn on what to do in this situation and would appreciate y'all's opinions on the matter, either it be advice or to drag me for Phil. Wishing you both the best in your endeavors, and thanks for creating such a hilarious, badass pod. Not going to say a name, because I'm doing better with that. Melanie, I'm going to drop this in the group chat, which is just me and you. I don't know why I keep calling it a group chat. I'm going to text this to you and um, so you can see it. And we're going to talk about it. I just want to say before we get into it, that part about him having lackluster sex, you knew he couldn't fuck before y'all moved in. 
you knew that. That's not fair. You knew he was bad at sex before y'all started. Uh, I don't want to call it shacking up. That seems like an old lady judgy thing to say. But you knew he wasn't good at sex before then. He didn't get bad at fucking just because y'all started cohabitating. That's not fair. So you trying to get the green light from us to hunch this um, co-worker, ma'am? Hunch the co-worker, but don't say I told you to. <laughs> you grown, baby. But by the time you, you said this probably weeks ago, I'm sure you done hunched him by now. The co-worker has been fucked. If this, if this got to this inbox when it say it got to this inbox, we are late. <laughs> we are late. Fuck that man. You fucked him. You did Child, you want to know how I know you punched him? Because I would have. So I know you did it. I'm not at the risk that whether I would have or would not have, but I would have. Here's the thing, uh, to my ladies and ladies and gentlemen and whoever is listening, you can't move in with somebody who can't fuck. You can't, you can't try to pretend like that's not a real thing because you get more irritated in the fact that the mediocre dick lives in your house. <laughs> you, you are habitating here? You can't send it nowhere. It just lives in your bed. Right. It's you, you don't have much agency anymore or much control over when y'all hunching. Because like when y'all don't live together, you can be like, oh, not tonight. Don't come over. That nigga just lived there. He just coming out of your closet in his cross. That's so unfortunate. Hate that for the girls. Um, sister, <laughs> you been home. Oh, my, my. Oh, sister. Well, girl, I... now, hell. Why are you dating somebody for nine years? Now, that's the real issue. Because if he is sheltered and, and religious, seemingly, as he is, girl. He should have been asked for that hand. That's what I'm saying. Because it seemed like he planted your face. So at this point, you got to hunt somebody else. Child, I ain't did shit for nine years. I can't think of a thing but consecutively that I've done for nine years. I have I existed for nine years. Yeah. Um, I have somehow still managed to remain a member of a sorority for nine years. Um, mm, I'm trying to think of what else I've done for nine years. I've been friends with people for nine years. That's fair. That's fair. But okay. I ain't finna be... Uh, I ain't finna be in no nine-year relationship. That's crazy as hell. You know, and I'm not dragging you, friend, because I know you said we might drag you. I'm not dragging you, but, like, the nigga can't fuck. It's been nine years. He a mama's boy. Uh, What are we doing here? All what signs is- are pointing to fuck your coworker. I, I mean, hey, but I ain't tell you that. They're going to be like, stop listening to that podcast with them whores. <laughs> Who told you to cheat on me, baby? You already hunched him. You hunched him as soon as you saw him walk in that um, break room. So I don't know why you sitting up here asking like it's going to be up to us. Cause if your life get ruined, that's why the jokes are you whores. And now your your boyfriend trying to come kill us in Atlanta at brunch. No, no, I'm team break up with that nigga that can't fuck. That is the team that we shouldn't have even gotten to the nine year benchmark. If that young man, if ain't. I gotta look confused at you while you hunching me, that means we're not supposed to be together. If I gotta give you one of these while you fucking me, we're not supposed to be together. That's not that's not it. Sometimes I forget that y'all can't really see me. Because sometimes you don't really put the stuff on YouTube. So I be doing a lot with my face. A lot of and it don't be translated. Um, but anyway, moving on. We are talking about movies this week, the movies that made us, the movies that shaped us. Let's get into it. 
let's get into it i as someone who did not have much parental supervision growing up movies absolutely invented me i have i got a lot of my personality from the movies that i watched um i was literally just talking about this the other day um yeah because i was saying so <laughs> it's so funny because i was just saying um shantae from to play that game is the reason i think i know everything about relationships now and she was so toxic and i mean slay you know what i'm saying queen like i just and she still got her nigga at the end of the day so why not model my entire personality after that why not and it was very toxic she played so many games it was very childish immature and i lived for it um i had a lot of parental supervision but my father was really into movies and my surprisingly mm-hmm. left my granddad's girlfriend at the time was really into movies when I was a kid and she had a wall of VHS and DVDs that she took a lot of pride in. And so when I would spend time with her at their house, I would just watch, my goal was to, and I think I did, watch every single movie up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really like, it didn't really like, I don't think I modeled my personality after anything, but I just became so enthralled with the characters. Like um, first thing uh, I guess we're supposed to get into is like the movie you used to rewatch a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to rewatch Matilda a lot, um, yeah. which I know is kind of like dark considering like my, my life and my past. But I used to rewatch Matilda a lot just because like I had a lot of shit going on with my dad. And I was like, I know if this girl got powers then I got powers. <laughs> so, I think you're little. You try to make some pancakes with your brain and then kill everybody with pancake mix. Correct. So I was like, as soon as my powers come in, it's over for these people. Like, I swear to God, like, as soon as my powers come in, it's up and it's stuck. Uh, so I used to rewatch Matilda a lot. And I could identify with, like, a little girl who liked to read because I love to read. So it's like me and her, twin and them. Um, and I really liked that it, the Black girl who was the best friend, like. Oh, Lavender. Just, Lavender was just a dope person. And I, even though I identified more with Matilda, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Black best friend. So I really enjoyed watching that movie. I loved, um, so I thought we were talking about like nigga shit, but I, I also love Matilda. When I got that on DVD, I played that movie out. You know what the movie was my shit and I used to play all the time when the orange VHSs? Harriet the fucking spy. Harriet mm. the spy was my bitch. I wanted to be a she spy. Was an agent of fucking chaos. <laughs> I loved how they were just like free reign kids because I was always home. Like I wasn't probably being directly watched. My parents knew where I was. You know what I'm saying? They just climbing trees and shit and putting their toes and shit and just doing stuff. I'm like, this is so fun. They playing tag in the big in the big field and shit. And she watching the Chinese man with the bike and she had a cool nanny. Um, but yeah, I love that. I'm trying to think of white stuff. I was Rugrats down. Rugrats movies. I want the toys. I want Rugrats the- in Paris. Listen, that was the first movie where I felt like I need to talk to somebody after. I. Chucky and that and that getting a new mommy and that fucking cloud. Child, um, I still be singing that song. Um, a baby is a gift from a above. From above. <laughs> oh my god! And the way, cause period. You know what? Cause Angelica was pussy. I love Angelica, but she got pussy every time Susie came around. And Susie looked like me. I love Angelica because she was a bitch, and I love Susie because she looked like me, and she was like the the neutralizer. So the two of them together, I'm like, yeah both my hoes here bro and i love how they made her, her family. She knew how to act. Susie didn't know how to act but she had to because she's a black girl she can't come around here just getting in mud and eating bugs and shit because she black they don't play that at the, at the carmichael house they do not they don't um, but yeah i love that what was the first movie you remember watching in theaters woo 
Now they took you to see Woo. You, that was your first memory. I remember I did go see the best man in theaters, but I didn't. We went to see Pokemon and it ended early. And then we walked in the theater and met my parents and they were watching Best Man. So it came in on the fight scene. So before I knew that Morris Chestnut was made for me to lust after, I was I was like, that's the big scary man from Best Man who almost killed the other man, the Jamaican man from How Stella Got a Groove Back and I'm scared. Um, the first movie I remember is Mulan. I think that's the earliest I remember. That was the first movie. I mean, granted, I was like five or six when Wu came out. It's just the first movie I remember, like, actively going to see. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I went to the movies before that, but, like, that's my earliest yeah. memory of yeah. the movie. And I remember being, like, just thinking, like, um, this is the same for me. Like, this shouldn't, I shouldn't be in here. <laughs> um, so. you watching this. I'm five. But I, I do, I do remember Wu. It was the it was the interesting time. I did like the clothes. I like Jada Pinkett's clothes. There are pretty colors. Then there's a lights, music. You know, I'm a child, so that's what I'm really paying attention to. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. What was the movie bitch that turned you into the bitch you are today? Like, mm. who was just that you were just like I'm? It's two for me. Um, one of which is very troubling, and I've had to talk to my therapist about. But it's two for me. But you I go feel ahead. like we're going okay, I'm thinking like everybody, Gabrielle Union played. Like One a, of mine is a Gabrielle Union character. I knew it. It's just like an augmentation of Connie Easton. I mean, Shawnee Easton, Connie Spaulding. Um, mine is Isis. Eva. Isis. Yeah, like that. She was really just different multiverse versions of her goddamn self in all these movies. But like the way she dominated, she was the nicest in Brothers. The Brothers. I was just watching it this morning. Mm-hmm. I liked her in the Brothers, but like her just being a bad brown bitch, it was just like, yep, that. Um, again, Shantae, like she had niggas. Um, who had niggas that were just like? I think in Bring It On, it just. I was like, I would never let a white person steal anything from me ever in my life. And I just committed so hard to that. I was like, a lot will probably happen to me as a grown up, but what it won't be is that a white bitch steals my cheers. That is not happening. Not doing and just that. the way that she like, she ripped that check up and threw it at him. I was like, that's the type of bitch I'm finna be right there. <laughs> I can't wait. And then when she was being petty and she was like, tell the girl she's about uh, a half second early on all her moves. I'm like, yeah, shake them up, Isis. I love it. So yes. Yeah, um, and then- my second one is the bitch from um, Cruel Intentions. Mm, yeah, go see the lady. The one with the cocaine I, in, the, in the thing. Yeah. I am, but you know, I have always like been like a, a um, advocate of chaos. Not so much in the way that that young lady is or was, or she's fictional, so I guess is. Um, <laughs> but she was just so dark and gross that I was like, wow you can really be this dark and gross and live a life like it's it's available to you being that awful is kind of reserved for white people too like yeah rich and privileged in in private school and you know did have sex with what was the character's name do you remember from cool Uh, it's like Catherine or some shit i don't remember you might be right you be knowing you know what you you be knowing shit it was Catherine? Yeah. It was really Catherine? Yes, nigga. I'm looking at the Googles. What? Uh, bruh. I am so powerful. I am. That, that was off the dome. I I am literally so powerful. Like, it's ridiculous. But, um, 
Yeah, I liked her, and I shouldn't have. And I, years later, watched that movie with my dad, and the whole time he was like, what's wrong with this bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, she's perfect. She, she was that when I, the first time I watched Cruel Intentions because I had seen I hate when I see a parody of a movie before I see the actual movie but it's also cool when it's like so that's where they got this from because I've seen not another teen movie mm-hmm. and you know that big slobbery kiss and I finally watched it I was like I don't know 14 15 when I finally watched it I was when like the old lady this is some sick shit mm-hmm. um yeah I'm try- what was the awkwardest like movie you watched with one of your parents um, I watched Tyler Perry's Temptation with my grandmother in theaters. And uh, <laughs> that shit, exactly that face you just made, the whole time I was like. <laughs> and this, I don't remember what year it came out, but I'm sure I was already having sex, I think. It was, she, it was like 2015, 14 or 15. I went on a kept, date. She kept trying to cover my eyes during the sex part. And I didn't know how to be like, GG, ma'am. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> ain't got shit on me. I just ain't doing it in private jets to um But I'm but I'm in there like swimwear, ma'am. Trust me, they and me like swim me. Okay. So on three, I want you to say what movie terrified you as a kid. So what because I want to see if it's the same movie, okay? Okay, well define terrified. Like it's actual horror or are you scared for real? It doesn't have to be horror, but what movie scared you as a kid? You ready? Um, on three. I doubt we're gonna say the same movie. I One, think we are. Two, two three. Green Mile. Green Mile. <laughs> it was off, but we said the same movie. The shit was so scary. When that fucking uh Michael Clark Duncan got to the fucking mouth. I remember them bugs happening and I was like, oh no. <laughs> that shit is an adult. I was like, still scary. Nope. <laughs> Don't want it. No nope. thing. <laughs> that was, and they should have gave that man that Oscar. That I was- may have seen Green Mile one and a half times. <laughs> and when I- he died, they kept putting clips from Green Mile and bless his heart, I had to mute it. I had to mute it. I can't see it. He got to cupping that motherfucking mouth. I said, no, <laughs> ma'am. I watched it as an adult. I want to say during quarantine, I was like, let me see if this shit's still scary. It was. It was. It it's terrifying. was terrifying. Why would they even make that shit? Why would they do that? And this Why man, would- a movie star, breasts his heart because he's a good man. But that shit, and, when he, shit. And, the, and the white girls died and he was just rocking them. And I'm just like, oh, no. Nope. I that's a movie that truly like I respect but I don't ever have to see it again I'm okay (laughs) like if anyone was like you remember what happened in Green Mile I'm going to lie and say no because I don't want to talk about it I don't want to unpack it I don't want to talk about any of the plot the dialogue no thanks I'm good you know what else whenever Snoop Dogg was being that villain or vampire or some shit he was a grave digger grave robber I don't know what Snoop Dogg was doing but it was scary and I hated it. Only movies I've seen with Snoop Dogg is Soul Plane and Baby Boy because I ain't watched Snoop none of that. Snoop Dogg was in a horror movie where he had a silk press and a top hat. <laughs> and it I know sounds what you're like about. no thing. Okay, it sounds like a fever dream, but I'm telling the truth. You know what movie scared the shit out of me? And I guess it counts as horror. Fucking Signs. 
signs with with Mel Gibson and the aliens in the crop circles? Oh no 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 thanks. Bitch, no, thank you. that I watched that we watched it as a family because you know like my dad was in the sci-fi stuff too. So you know I like aliens. I'm gonna watch it as aliens. Them niggas was scary as fuck. And then when they poisoned the, the little son because he had asthma and I had asthma that night, I had to sleep with my godmother because I was like I'm fucking scared. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was dreaming and I saw the alien over me and putting the poison in my lungs. I freaked the fuck out. I didn't watch it again until like 2016. There was a movie that scared me. What's the name of it? It had Samuel Jackson in it and a white bitch and a little girl. Um, Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, child. No that movie scared the shit out of me as a kid, but I watched it over and over. And I don't know why I kept doing that. Like, it was really terrifying. It's nothing that a child should be watching. But I just watched it over and over and was equally as scared each time. I think I was like, because I can finish it, maybe one day it won't scare me no more. And it gave me bad dreams each and every time. And then I watched it once over the pandemic and got scared again as a grown-ass woman. And the movie not even that scary. I'm trying to think of a movie that wasn't scary that scared me other than Green Mile and Signs. Um, After them two, I was like, no thanks. I'm good. Y'all got it. Uh, um so what was the movie or comedy special hmm, that's a good question i'll be coming up with good questions um that made you realize you wanted to be funny or be a comedian um well i've always been the student of the craft and i've always loved it so it wasn't nothing like i want to do this it was like this is so cool i love this art i never thought i could do it until like five years ago so but the one that changed the game for me me and my dad set up at, at like two o'clock in the morning in 2008 and watched paul mooney um, Jesus is black and so is Cleopatra. Changed my life. Like literally the best stand-up special I've seen. And another time I stayed up at like two o'clock in the morning. Cause remember when um Comedy Central used to do uncut? They used to have an uncut and they would play the uncut comedy. And I watched um Delirious at like 12. And I was like, this is some fucking comedy here. Raw was one of the first things though that was watch Raw first. Yeah. Yeah. The the wall of like dvds and and vhs that uh shout out to naomi my granddaddy's uh girlfriend had at the time there was a whole like section slash like bookcase where she was like none of these are for you this is for grown-ups and so i was like perfect i'm watching every single thing (laughs) everything i can get my hands on and watch at two o'clock in the morning when i think everybody's asleep i'm watching and i watch eddie murphy's raw and i was like this is hilarious i don't know if i'll ever be a comedian but i will be the most hilarious person that i could like figure out um but the comedy special that one that made me want to be a comedian it was two comedy specials whatever the green jacket cat williams is that one pimp oh iconic iconic and then the one that he did while Barack Obama was either running for president or just got elected was a really good one too. Where he was he like, a, he was three for three. That was it was um, Pimp Chronicles Part One. There was never a part two, by the mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. then it was it's no, it's it's Pimp and Pimp was the third one. I don't remember what was in the middle. But the second one was the one he was with um, Red and Melanie Camacho and Lunell. What was the name? American Hustle. American Hustle. The one where he was like, give me the president book. White, 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 yeah, white, yeah. white, white, white. Hand me the vice president book. White, 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 white,
when Mike Huckabee was running for president, he was like, we can't have no goddamn President Huckabee. Huckabee. You are with the President Huckabee, no? (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, and Catwoman is very problematic on a personal level, but I think- he was beating people up. He was he assaulted one of my friend's dads. It was a whole thing. Like he's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. That whole Wanda situation. He was like, oh, Wanda just met. She got roasted. I fully believe he pushed some kind of envelope in his husband. And her husband was like, let me tell you something. The Glock is hot. Um, because what that's what my king would do too. The Glock is hot. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a genius. People try him and Roy Wood Jr. are the geniuses that people try to make Chappelle out to be, because their political commentary and their just i mean they, them niggas is fucking funny they are it's funny and don't nobody have to get hurt for shit to be funny this is also a sidebar this is also part of my rant for my joke of the week i'm in the black comedians facebook group and someone posted like look at his long ass list of what you shouldn't be with this um comedy uh, club or whatever the fuck says not to joke about I'm like can y'all do this it was just like hey y'all don't make jokes about marginalized communities that you're not a part of because that's kind of some fucked up shit to do basically that's it was a very long list where they just broke it down by each identity and like if you're not trans don't make trans jokes if you're not this don't be doing this like and it's just like okay i'm like this is if you can't do jokes like this then you're not funny and oh you i'm very funny and i can't i'm just like it's very easy to not be an asshole this grown-ass people throwing tantrums about not being to make jokes about fucking handicapped people like girl i stay out of the comedy group Oh, yeah, because they all terrible people. I got caught up in a, a comedy iMessage group, child. I don't even know if it was an iMessage group. I saw some green shit in there. Um, And they was in there cussing each other out and shit and talking about some, take me out of this group message. Take me out of this group message. They was calling each other all sorts of names and shit. It was a hot ghetto mess. I was like, I will not be involved. I don't even need to know when the shows are that bad. I'll catch them when I catch them. Don't worry about they it. are very unhinged group of individuals. And that's why I'm glad I can reach a lot more people and make a lot more people. Oh, what's his name? I forget better that was having that public meltdown on IG. You know what? Tierra baby daddy. What's his name? Um, I don't know. I have not checked. So I'm going to have to unfollow him. He, he, says, that, like, he was melting down. And I don't know whether he... uh got all melted all the way down or he solidified I <laughs> somebody put him in the freezer somebody put him in the refrigerator oh god bless um, him that was bad that was very bad i felt very bad but i have a hangnail that's gross um what's movies that remind you of your family oh god me and my family we are a movie ass family we go to the movies um the last movie we all saw together because my sister was home from college, I'd say was The Blind Side mm. before my dad passed. Um, but we go to the movies. Like, my dad was more the movie or parent. Um, we still go with my mom, but, like, that was our shit. I'm trying to think. Like, you talking about, like, I see myself in the, in the characters and shit? Is that what you're asking? No. No. I'm asking, like, for example, with my family. Like, yeah, my, my, my dad and my stepmom growing up, spoke in movie quotes oh like they would like if i was in the kitchen it would be the friday quote where it's like every time i'm in the kitchen you in the kitchen eating up all like that that is how they kind of like moved about and like all the color purple quotes and shit like that like that's kind of like how they joked around and Mm -hmm. those movies when i watched them like reminded me of my family or like when uh in cat williams i don't know if it was friday or friday after next whatever the christmas one was where he was like, don't be sorry, ho, be careful. Like, shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, the type of shit we used to joke about. 
Um, so for my family, we speak in full movie quotes. So you really not gonna get like we have so many inside jokes, and I feel like the the dynamic of my family is why I'm so funny and why I can do this comedy shit. Um, because like damn near we all need a show. So we quote, I think what we quote quote probably the most is um a low down dirty shame. So like we'll come back to us, good morning, Shane. Or got caught speeding, or last time you got me super girl. Or like when we being funny, like we be like, shame, shame, shame. Oh, don't let me like you do. Or, or we just it's informed. It's so many quotes from a low down dirty shame. Literally so many. So we we do a lot of those women quotes. Um, we 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 quote Babs, don't say it if you don't mean it. I mean it. Um that's one of our favorites we oh norbit oh my god norbit i truly cannot stand that movie for real um that unfortunate that because i mean, i think it's funny but like i just the character of rescue shit bothers me so much oh it's very problematic full stop yeah that shit is so fucking funny i don't care i let me say something eddie murphy they don't make movies like eddie the comedians they be in movies like kevin hart does did his movie thing whatever whatever but they they are movies with Kevin Hart in them. Eddie Murphy were Eddie Murphy movies. No one else would has touched him. I don't care what nobody say. This nigga played everybody at the fucking dinner table. That is the funniest shit. Have you sat That's and watched? Pretty the, insane. Have you sat and watched the clumps lately? Yeah, I have. That shit is so. Fucking That's one of my family movies too that we quote. Um, yes, I stick yes. this fault between the crack of your ass. Put Come that. on, Cletus. Oh, you're gonna walk over but you're gonna limp back <laughs> um we quote uh bernie max uh, i want some milk and cookies we quote oh, yeah of course of course you know that's not a movie but we quote that a lot um oh i miss my my people uh which is so funny because my brother has not seen a lot in the movie so like him being like 16 he'll be left out of the jokes uh and then i'll force him to watch the movies so he knows what we're talking about and he will find it hilarious um child i'm fucking tired let's uh let's keep on going um movie character life that i wanted growing up hmm i was thinking about this earlier and now i can't remember what i said oh i wanted to live in whatever the city in the fifth element was Oh, Fifth element is one of our movies again my dad was super sci-fi that's why i like sci-fi we used to watch the fuck out of the fifth element i might watch that tonight while i go to sleep Girl, i was just thinking i'm like i'm about to watch that yeah the fifth oh, element one movie i liked um because speaking of fifth, fifth element and i used to play the vhs over and over again had no business watching it fucking money talks money talks i did not like money talks you didn't like that's my favorite chris tucker movie Mm-mm. i like it more than the rush hours now them them rush hours you had a hold on your girl um push the fucking button not push the fucking push the yeah, I love Rush Hour. Um, Chris Tucker. I had a crush on Chris Tucker growing up, which is so funny because I don't know if I told the story in here. I probably did, but I was um at Arizona's once and I saw Chris Tucker. Huh? You have told me the story. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was trying to take a picture of him, and it was on a digital camera. And he was like, "Come on, get your picture, little girl." And I was like, I wasn't trying to take a picture. He's like, yes, you was. I saw you. Come on, get your picture so I can eat my burger. Come on, girl. Get your picture. <laughs> I love it. And I have to ask, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was like, I have to ask my stepmom where that camera is. But that was so funny because 
it, it was not even like meeting a famous person. It was just like somebody that you had a crush on talking to you. And I was like, <laughs> definitely doing the Debbie Ryan, moving my bang over to the side. What um, was, um, I'm going on, I haven't even, honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've not looked at the review one time. I'm just over here off the door. <laughs> well, what movie did you and your family really like? We going to see the Kings. Like what movie? Y'all like, we are fucking going other than Kings of Comedy because we went and saw that movie and we said the same thing. My whole family went to see Passion of the Christ together. And oh my I will tell you something. I tapped into my acting skills. I made myself violently ill. I thought about being sick so much that I actually started throwing up. I was like, what I'm not going to do, because my aunts were in town. I think it was Holy Week at my church. And my Aunt Gwen was in town. I think my Aunt Hester might have been in town. My dad was forced to go. My stepmom was forced to go. My grandma was like, we want to see Passion of the Christ. And I've never cursed at my grandma, but in my mind, I said, no, I'm fucking not, Sarah. No, I am not. And I forced, when I say I willed myself to get sick, I was just sitting thinking hot thoughts. I was like, Lord, give me a fever. If you have ever been on my side, give me a fever. <laughs> Bring the sickness, Father God. Like, I was, like why are you I successfully avoided Passion of the Christ um what else did everybody go see um of the first medea movie the we, first medea movie now that experience i will never trade for anything because it was a it was a glorious black experience to go do that and mind you y'all know how i feel about tyler perry if you don't I'm not the 2005 fan. baby this is the first time we ever gave tyler perry money because we watch all them plays on bootleg sorry tyler mm-hmm. and it would be sorry, so, so funny when you have a tyler perry play on bootleg because it would have a warning about stop bootlegging his plays on the back of the dvd and they would still photocopy it anyway huh we but was in there. They was giving the popcorn out in the theater because we weren't leaving. We going. We see, We came to see Madea. When uh, which one? That was the one with the sisters in it, and um, that no, no, was that, the one. This was Mad, Mad Black Woman. The first one was Mad Black Woman. Oh, Mad Black Woman with Charles. That that um that uh secured my hate for men. How he was behaving. Um, so there was that. I remember, I think I saw that. And then I saw the one with the family reunion too. And so I also tapped into my acting skills there. Mind you, she ended up the sister that was like, and you're gonna tell her. Um, she ended up coming to a summer camp I was at to teach acting once. And, oh, she, did, right. and she did that little scene because we kept bothering her about it. We some little ridiculous ass kid. the scene about rape like no, we, we were doing it in front of her face we were like do the and you're gonna tell her and she was as an adult I could see how she was irritated and I didn't think about that as a kid to have like 15 small black children being like sliding down the wall and be like you're gonna tell her <laughs> do, do the thing um that's some funny shit we all packed up you all saw kings of comedy that was a big deal, best man. Like, because you know, black people would go support black shit and shit was not so performative back then. So we was gonna go see it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't always have to be mm-hmm. like some Lady Smith, Black Mombazo bullshit for us to go see some, we wouldn't go say some, some black shit cause it's black, damn it. We going to see the niggas now. Right. So uh, let's see. Honestly, we went to the movie so many times. Like we used to wear the movie theater out, especially if they built a new movie theater. Oh, we're going. We saw this Christmas. My whole family went and saw this Christmas. Now, Atlanta. when that Atlantic Station movie theater uh, came out, you could not keep the Negroes from the movies. We didn't care if it was Sonic the Hedgehog. We was going. We was going to that Atlantic Station movie theater. No, yeah, I, 
I think my first time going there, because it was already here by the time we moved here. So I think I saw Roscoe Jenkins for the first, that was my first time there. But we had a similar, they built something similar in Miami, it was called Sunset Place. And it's kind of like an outdoor mall kind of thing, like um, Atlanta Station. And when it was building, we was like, damn, we don't need no goddamn mall over here. We don't need it. When I tell you, we was there every fucking week. <laughs> we was there. Justice for Roscoe Jenkins. That is an excellent movie. And it had an all-star cast. Yeah. And I'm doing my politician hand so y'all know I'm serious. The people did not give Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins the glory it deserved. And I will never forgive you Negroes for not supporting that movie the way that you should have. It was fun. Ever. You know, and I also think it's so, so many similarities to um, Johnson Family Vacation. Which Now that I do see my family because it's kind of similar dynamic. But because that was some funny shit too. That was funny. When, that, when the prayer, you know how now I'm getting older, I'm starting to enjoy Steve Harvey. And I'm like, oh no, the change. Have you been watching them fucking Family Feud TikToks? Yes, I have. And you know what? All that reminds me of is because I get frustrated by Steve Harvey, but not in any way that I ever want to like cancel him or anything. Yeah, he's, he's just an uncle. Truly, he's just truly an uncle. He just really says and does anything. And it's like, sir, <laughs> Shut up. Like, it, but he's so funny. Like the fact that like during the verses where they had Earth, Wind and Fire and the Isaac Brothers and that during the halftime, they kind of had to tell him to shut the fuck up because he was monopolizing the conversation. Well, let me tell you, because back in my day, we had a, a, a 74 cutlass and I went and drove. Steve, hey, hey. I rode my bike in the snow up the hills. Like Steve, Roderick, shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a shit. When I tell you, and then he when he told that story, he's like, and I paid them six hundred and fifty thousand dollars every month. I never missed a payment. <laughs> but when he said, "What's something <laughs> you want your wife to sit on?" Sit on it. Sit on it. Everybody feels better now. No, the one where it was like, if all the game show hosts got into a fight, he said, I don't know what to say up there on that board, but can't nail one of them with me. And I know, I get it. He's good for TV, but like, he's terrible for HR. He's great for TV. And now one of me. <laughs> you know how much money I would pay to see Steve Harvey fight anybody? And what you know what? Suit? He gotta have a suit on when he fight. And not the new Taylor nice shit Marjorie got him in. I, I want to see a big heavy Kings of Comedy yellow Steve and Harvey show. Steve Hightower. I want Steve Hightower. He gotta have the, the Hightower wig on too. I want all of that. That was his hair. Wig. It was not a wig. Don't do him like that. You got me defending Steve Harvey. Are you serious? <laughs> there is no human way possible that his hair was that laid every day. It was it his never, hair. It did not shift. If he put a hat on, it didn't move. There's n that was no. We're not going to. Lonzo Arnold would time travel from 2022 to 1997 to do that man's hair every episode of Steve Harvey show and the Kings of Comedy tour. There's no way. He, like aerodynamically, there's no way for his hair to have been that late. You done? I cannot believe you think that's real hair. It was his real hair. It was Where was magic. That? 
He is a wizard. Where would they have had a nappy ass toupee back in that time? They, there was technology. Beyonce been wearing lace fronts since the 90s. Beyonce was but a, a twinkle in God's eye in terms of being famous at the time. They found a way. That was that man's it. hair growing from his scalp. There's no way his hair was perfectly round like a microphone cover all the time. I'm not finna play with you. Steve Harvey had access to some quality do-rags and a good barber. And that's just where I'm at with it. It was too perfect. I just Ain't no way that man was slapping on a wig cap, doing a ball cap method, using got to be in a blow dryer to put <laughs> that fucking haircut on, to put that fade on. The wizard, that little wood shit from the Apollo is magic and it would shape his hair and he would bring it with him wherever he went. I won't be accepting Moving on, that. child. Uh, was it a movie character that you felt bad for? Ceiling. Now, Seely is a movie I can watch. I can watch Color Purple on my best day, my worst day, on my wedding day. I, I don't care. That is my fucking movie. And my dad used to hate, he would hate us watching that and waiting to excel because it was basically, that's why I hate men. And that was like laid the foundation for me today. Because let me tell you something. Seely deserves so much better. I felt bad for Seely. I felt bad for Suge Avery too, uh, yeah. for most of the movie. Um... Another character I felt bad for, which nobody will probably know because it seems like this is only one of my favorite movies and nobody cares. But Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Ayuri. What's the, the main girl? That bitch couldn't catch a break. And then any character that Kimberly Elise played, Kimberly Elise knows she know how to catch a sad check, bitch. John Q, any of the Tyler Perry movies, set it off. My bitch could not get it right. And that makes me so sad. She can cry. Because I, I respect a bitch who can cry real good. And not in a white woman kind of let me get this person killed way. But if you were just a crying ass bitch, period. Exactly. Kimberly, Kimberly Elise, she acts down. The whole not acting like that. You cry. And white women, don't forget to let me text you what I said at work today. Because I done told this white woman that I don't care nothing about them tears after I done said what I said. Ain't that terrible? But yeah. I don't. You just said it, friend. No, I said something inappropriate. And then after that, when she started crying, I said, I don't care nothing about none of them tears. Oh. I can't. Um, yeah. So that's movies, y'all. I don't know what else y'all want to say, girl. Because a bitch is tired, okay? We gave y'all that. So don't say shit. And don't say nothing about the green mom to us thank you for writing letters and girl i, I know you don't hit that man at your job huh please live tweet the episode yeah live tweet the episode make because y'all be listening and then don't tweet so it's like nobody listened to it and i'd be like what? i think we got some old ass listeners and as an old bitch myself i get it i think we got some listeners who when they be cleaning up their house and shit that's when they yeah get people it. be doing stuff when they listen so they don't really have time to tweet like that yeah um and i know some folks listen uh on the way to their uh, workplaces as well. Oh, this is our 50th episode. Happy 50th! Thank you. You know, never mind. I was going to say something, but I'll just say it to you when we hang up. All right. Bye. Bye. The jokes on